Hello everybody and welcome to Sunday Q&A once again. Um, might be a bit of a shorter one this week because I only posted the one video because I've noticed you can see your channel's health, how many people are watching, how many views you get and I think I might have been overloading it a bit lately. Having said that, <coughs> there's a few questions on here that might need me answering so I'll, I'll try and keep it to a minimum. <laughs> but, um, it's a matter of trying not to sort of, no one wants too much of me, least of all me. And but at the same time, trying to get the questions answered, so we'll do what we can. But on a slightly more irreverent note, the main comments this week have been about uh, paint your wagon, because I decided in my infinite wisdom to get the lettering off the side of my lorry, only to find out the lettering wasn't stuck onto the side of my lorry, then to try and paint it with an aerosol can. It's about the size of that. It's a big space. And then finally with proper curtain paint, of which I didn't buy enough. But uh, So... C11 Yan says, uh, worth double checking the mixing ratio on your paint. Make sure it's not one part paint to one part thinners. If it is, you, you just have to paint bill. So I never actually realised you mix paint. I always thought paint just comes in tins now. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like dilute orange juice. You just open the tin and paint. Although I have recently realised, thanks to the kid being an interior design child, that if you actually paint something with a proper undercoat first, then you only need one coat. And it comes on brilliantly. Um, yeah, um, only taking me... 30 years of my life to work that one out, but there you go. But I will have a look at that, having said that, where we're going to go with it. I have bought a few other bits for it. I've got the stuff to do the fibreglassing on it, where I rip the wing off the bottom, not the, the, the little bit of fibreglass beneath the bottom step. And I finally bought um, so the sort of safety running bar things down the side that stop the cyclists going underneath, because where I cracked it on the, the sort of the Pima Studios job, I'm going to get them replaced. Now, I'm just going to paint it up a little bit and do a few other odds and bits and then think about the curtain afterwards. I'm slowly but surely bringing it round, but um, it's a question of how far you want to go with, bearing in mind how little I pay for the lorry. Steve Campbell says, you missed a trick. He said, take a standing knife to the curtain around paddockways, pull the patch out where it says paddockways, flip it over inside out so that it's paddockways on the inside, stitch it back into place with a few cable ties and then a heat gun to melt it back into place. Yeah, that sounds like more work than just buying a small tin of paint and a roller. But, and I'm not quite sure how successful I would be, bearing in mind the, the disaster I had just trying to do anything. I'll bear that in mind, Steve. <laughs> but I still think really the way forward if I'm going to do it is just get some more paint. London Creative says, surely you missed a trick here. Collab video between me and Molly and she could paint the size of the truck. So many positives to that. It also would have ended up looking so much better. Sorry. No, 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 no need to be sorry. Although I've got to be honest with you, to a certain degree the child has inherited my degrees of shoddiness. But, um, but also the joie de vivre to go with it. Um, that would be great. If I get to design it now, I'll probably end up driving around like Freddy in the Mystery Machine with great big flowers on the side of it, like some sort of um, oil of kiwi sort of picture or something like that. I think we'll just stick with blue. <laughs> Lee Westcott says, surely it would have been better to go down to the local breakers lorry yard to see if you can find some second-hand curtains. Again, that just sounds like work to me. I don't even know where the local breakers lorry yard is, but I dare say it's at least an hour's drive. So an hour's drive there, then an hour's drive back, and then drying the curtains. That's like a day by the time I've taken them off, taken them off, dinner, or a bit of paint. So we're going with a bit of paint still. Um, I'm thinking a bit of paint is the way forward. 
Whether the job will ever get finished or not, I don't know. We just have to watch this space. Um, the, the, the main video this week was on do you need to be limited to run on the Courier Exchange? And I always say try to be as small as possible. Sole trader, not limited, um, not VAT registered. So if you're VAT registered to start with, oh, then you're a business, we're going to charge you more money. Just, just me in a van. That's just me in a van and one app, please. And that way you'll get the most basic package. If you find you need more later, you can always add more on later. If you... If you by all to begin with, you find that you don't need it. It's much harder to climb down than it is to climb up. Uh, Carl Connor says, look up common law, your strawman. Now, I did look this up, Carl, and I think it's the principle in law where you don't own the things. The things are owned by, it's like your physical flesh and blood. Is, it's, it's, it's like a dichotomy, you know, so you've got the body and soul dichotomy going on there. So your soul is like, that's over here, and your body, which isn't actually really part of you, is the stuff that owns all your debts. It's largely... Um, disregarded in pretty much all law matters that I can see. But if you've got more details on it, mate, it's an interesting thing to find out about, like, you know. If you've got any more details on how it could work in practice, please stick them in the comments and I'm sure I'll be happy to pass them on. Uh, tracks, we've got to say hello to Paul Wilkins, who's he's, he's doing his class two. He's, I'm, I'm learning my class two. He's going straight to class one. No, no sorry. My first day learning class one. He's skipping class two, going straight to class one. I didn't know you could do that. I thought you had to get your class one first. I thought you had to get your class two, sorry, then you could do your class one. Even if you get your class two, and then the following week start your class one training, but I'm sure you guys will put me right on that. My guys said at Hughes, they said the best thing for you to do is to pass your class two, and then just spend like a year, 18 months, in an 18 tonne, seeing how you go, getting used to it, looking. Once you start thinking about taking your class one, you start looking at all the class one drivers. Oh, that's how they take it round about. Oh, that's how they spend that round there. Oh, that's how we got out of that car park, you know, kind of thing. And he says, you'll start to pick up things and then go and do it. But, Paul, I'm sure you'll crack on. He says, I've got my final test on Thursday if I pass the other 2-1 tomorrow. Let me know how it goes, mate. Best of luck. I hope you're in an Arctic by the time you see the video. And then a lot of miscellaneous this week. Uh, Tyson Sheriff, I think I, I think I've got an email from Tyson. I think I might have, I might have replied to it. And I say I say it again. I'm, I think I've got to go back and do the messaging thing. But don't get me on a messenger. Don't get me on a WhatsApp. Don't get me on Facebook. I'm not on any of these things. The best way to get to me is to leave a comment. If you leave a comment, I'll get back to you. Because what I do is on a Friday or a Saturday, when I record this video, I just read all the comments and I respond to them. If you've got to me another way and you think I'm ignoring you, I'm not ignoring you. I never saw it. So, you know, it just never came through. You've got to bear in mind also, I try and keep the texting, messaging, email thing to a minimum because I drive for a living. And I know there's a way that you can tell your phone to read it out, but I haven't figured out how yet, and I'm doing okay without it. So best way to get to me is in the comments. So um, he says, uh, DJ Tyson Cherry says, Pete, I'm thinking of getting into career work. What is my best way of getting involved and making some cash? No van yet. My recommendation to you, only because it's the way that I did it, is the exchange. Like I say, get the most basic package, get, get yourself whatever, whatever van you want and jump on the exchange and see how it goes. It strikes to me to be the best portal into the industry. It might not be. The other one you could do is, I mean, I think I did do a video on other ways of joining a courier firm or so you could join a courier firm, you can do your Facebook, you can do your, your marketplace and all that kind of stuff. But... From the point of view of ease and actually getting up and running, it seemed to be the best way for me. So if it does, if you go for it, mate, best of luck. Um, Michaelus Vera says, 
How are high fuel prices affecting your business? Basically, I put my prices up, and I don't always get it. Um, but I have got a few more. Where I, you know, there were times before where I've been quoting on jobs, and I go, "Oh, that's a bit strong." No, I have to drop that. Now I go, "Oh, that's a bit strong." Having said that, fuel that's got dearer. And you know, fifty percent of the time, you know, you know, they don't ping through straight away. But after an hour or two, where they realise nobody else wants to go to the middle of nowhere because they know it's fuel there and fuel back and coming back empty, you tend to get it. So. I might do a video on that one. There's a few I've got to do. I think that is actually because it's kind of contemporary. I think it might sort of be, you know, worth um, making a point of. Uh, Kevin Hunt says, what can you expect to earn on the CX for a van Monday to Friday compared to a HGV on the haulage exchange? Um, my target in a van in a Luton was 250 a day. My target in a truck is 400 a day, although I really want 500, and this week I've hit it and some. Um... In a small van, I think you're probably looking 750 a week. So that's 150 a day, maybe a little bit more. Although small vans are now getting a lot more money. Um, but then the costs are different. So that, again, will be a dedicated video, Kevin. When I get round to it, mate, I'll try. What I'll try and do is I'll try and do a breakdown of maybe the advantage of a small van versus a loot and versus a lorry. And then we can also try to work out what else is involved, but that's going to take a little bit of uh, boiling down, so you might have to hang around for that one, but I'll, do, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But the short answer was, when I was in a van, I was looking to put in 1250 a week. When I'm in the truck, I'm looking in the pool, um, 2K, but the costs are dearer. The fuel is dearer, transport managers, parking, but da 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 we'll but We'll try and break it down for you, mate. As Steve says, but how would you, how should you, you should do an episode sorry, on the easiest way to start running an 18 ton. I wish I could replay your success, but it's scary. It's scary to start a business. Seb Steve, the best way to start a business, how do you start a business? You hold your nose and jump. There's only one way to start, and you are going to make mistakes along the way. Lord knows I've made enough of them, and I've actually, um, I, I actually, for some bizarre reason, decided to videotape them and show the world what an idiot I've been. But, um, yeah, it's just a matter of, it's a journey of a million miles, mate. It's one step in front of another. I could try and give you like, the quick way, but then my mate um, Nick, the um, trucker, says about this. He says, it makes me laugh when people say they want the quick way. There isn't a quick way. You can't suddenly understand everything about a business you kind of got to do it and I say I've made many mistakes along the way some of them quite big whoppers but I'm learning every day and I'm practicing every day and hopefully some of the videos and watching me make mistakes you might go I'm gonna go oh no no I remember seeing one in Pete's video I'm not gonna do that and that's kind of the plan like you know it's sort of share and be happy type thing but um yeah I'll see what we can do regarding that one um as Shep 36350 goes put a he says, Pete, the, the, Pete uh, the font of all knowledge. Yeah, I think you're playing it very fast and loose with that one there, my friend. So he said, I have a question for you. I have started advertising on Facebook in my local area, um, looking to try to increase my end users. What happens is a person you've done a job for another shipper contacts you directly. Is this still chase and cast as poaching or not? I don't want grief from the CX. Hope you can clarify this. So this is one we're going to throw out to the wise guys. But... Um, yeah, my, my opinion on this is it depends. I think if the situation comes and someone accuses you of poaching, 
then, then you might have to go, they might contact you and go, well, did you? Normally the way that poaching comes across is they can turn around and they can, they can go into their customer. And if you've left the card, they can pick the card up and go, you've left the card. You went in on this job, on this day, you've left the card. Um, but then what if the situation comes up? So say, for example, we pay ours kids and his mates to throw a load of leaflets all the way around an industrial estate over in Milton Keynes. And it so turns out that one of the jobs that they put the leaflets through is something that we've done a job for someone in the past. And then they ring us on the strength of the leaflet because it says first job free or you know discount or something like that. We get the work. Now, we're going to know when it comes. Will we even remember when it comes through if we've done a job for them? I mean, you've got to bear in mind, we've done over like 10,000 jobs now. We've done plenty, so, you know. Um, and then, the, then the, potentially... The people that we work for could come back on us and went, you've done a job for us. You've gone in and you've... Yeah. See what I'm saying? So I think the city... I don't... It, it depends. The one, time, the one thing I will say is the one time it happened to us, it was obvious because we have a very regular person who doesn't actually run on the CX. They're not... They're sort of one of our regular customers. And they were a bizarre job and it was going from like Leighton Buzzard to Penzance. Very bizarre postcode. And then the following week, no, so and then we, we put a quote in and we told them how it was going to be and they didn't like the price. A couple of hours later, Jemmy's looking at the CX because she can see the, you know, jobs for all the other the, the drivers coming up. Exactly the same postcode's paying up. And she went, that's weird. You know, late and buzzer to Penzance, small van. And then she looked into it and the people that had put, posted the job were ones that we had actually sent in in a van a week previous. That's like a week previous to the same place, and then suddenly they're going, oh, I can do it cheaper. And so we complained to CX about it, and we went poaching. And they did absolutely nothing. <laughs> they said, well, you've got to, got to prove it. Can you get a card and all this kind of stuff? And it was blatant. It was absolutely blatant. So I think it depends. If you're out there, and you, if, 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 it's, if you honestly get... Um, a customer through leafleting, not because you actually targeted them because you went in and you got a job and you went, oh, this is a good, good little customer close to me. I like this job. I'd like this on a regular basis. I'm going to let them know I can do it cheaper. If it's just a genuine thing that happens, then when they turn around and they challenge you, well, you go, no, I didn't. And I can prove I didn't. And then you plead your case. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think in fairness, it certainly shouldn't stop you going out trying to get end users. You know, you, you shouldn't let the, the, the fear of the repercussions come. And even if it was, I mean, if it was the first time, it would only be a warning, I assume. I don't think that they're, they're unlikely to throw you off completely. That would seem somewhat churlish. So, um, yeah, so good luck. I, don't, I, I hope that clarifies things. I'm sure other people will have more to say on the subject, but we'll see. So, um, Colin the Cochrane and Friends says, oh, Interspeed Express apparently have gone bust. He said £95 gone up in smoke. Colin, it happens. The good thing about the six is... There are lots and lots and lots of shippers on there, which means it's very easy for you to kind of spread the risk, if you know what I mean. I always said the best thing to do is don't put all your eggs in one basket, or if you do, watch that basket. But the best thing to do is try not to do too many jobs for too many people that um, you don't know, or to, to try the same job 
Hang on, try too many jobs for the same person if you don't know them until you start to see the payments come in. And once you see the payments come in, you kind of go, oh, no, they're okay, they're regular. Or you kind of, you can figure them out. That's why you've got the feedback thing. You can figure out the system. We all hate it when we lose money. I lose money all the time. Um, I'm constantly getting letters through the post, and it's going to be like, and it's from the receivers have gone in, and you think, oh, I can't, but I'm not going to get anything out of this. I, know I'm not. I say all the time, not all the time. I would say 99.9 or 99.5% of the shippers on the CX will pay. Some of them will pay too late, but they will pay. So, yeah, I'm sorry that you're um, the dough's gone, my friend. No one likes it when the dough's gone, but what can you do? And finally, like I say, it's a very quick one this week from TML136. It says, um, it says, all right, Pete, saw you yesterday turning right onto the A38 towards Mansfield. I was coming out of Sutton. It was just gone 9.30. Quite possibly... I have absolutely no idea where I am all of the time. If it wasn't for Satnams, I could get lost in Dunstable and I live there. If my phone went flat, I, how do I get home? I am the world's worst courier driver when it comes down to this stuff. So, um, yeah. So if we, yeah, it's time, give us a two, give us a wave. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even think that, you know, I pulled out in front of you accidentally. Or, um, I might, you know, you think, oh, maybe don't watch the video. So, in conclusion this week is Mr. Bruce, who's, who's, who's got a bit of advice on the... Um, on maintenance, he says, the best multi-tool to fix... I think this goes back to the curtain side on the lorry. The best multi-tool to fix something is a hammer. Give whatever it is not working a hit. If it doesn't work afterwards, no worries. It was broke anyway. <laughs> I am a big fan of impact maintenance. It used to, my dad always used to do it on the TV. You would go up and bang the side of it three times and it would start working. I always think the three things you need in the toolkit... I think this is kind of... Was this Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino? He said, you need three things in the toolkit. You need a hammer, a bit of tape and some oil. And he said, if it moves and it shouldn't, wrap tape around it. If it doesn't move and it should, spray oil over it. And if it doesn't, if neither of those things work, hit it with a hammer. <laughs> so there we go. So yeah, short one this week. I've got it out early. I've got it out on Friday. Like I say, I'm going to try and do, I'm going to catch up on my book on videos that you are due. Um, also, I think there's a few questions in there that might be actually worth putting in on their own. And I think there might be another life on the road coming out because in my infinite wisdom, I have said, yes, I am now working Saturday. No, I say working Saturday. I've got to pick up in Hemel. It's tw I've got to go out the yard anyway to read the driver's cards and to do the PODs and to do the um, overtime and all that kind of stuff. It's only 20 minutes, but I'm picking it up in Hemel on Saturday morning, then bring it back to the yard, and it has to be in um, JD Sports in the Metro Centre at 7.30 on Monday morning. Now, because I've already driven Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I couldn't drive up on the Sunday even if I wanted to. I think, yeah, because you've got to have a day off or 24 hours off or something like that. I might be able to drive, yeah. It might be, no, it just gets complicated. Um... So I think I'm going to be up about half past one on Monday. So we might do a nice early look at the stars, listen to the, um, the, the, the OJ Borge on the radio. Big hello to all you truckers out there. So there might be another life on the road. Coming. Metro Centre, back to me old stomping ground. What if they've still got the roller coaster in there? He used to have a roller coaster, I believe. So, yeah, like I say, just a short one this week, guys. Um, I will possibly, I'm, I'm still playing about with maybe two a week. I don't know how many videos am I supposed to do, I don't know. But, yeah, in the meantime, let's hope the sun shines. Let's hope we have a lovely weekend, or let's hope you've had a lovely weekend. And let's hope that now we're back to normal, the Jubilee's gone, head down for Christmas. Time to take care and take money.